Dr. Richard K. Hada graduated from the Arizona School of Dentistry and Oral Health, where he excelled in general and special needs dentistry. His love of general dentistry has afforded him to further his career by studying the latest in cosmetic dentistry, implantology, and endodontics. He not only happens to be our dentist, but he also did an incredible job with the veneers on my teeth a few years ago and then on Neil's teeth just this past year. Dr. Hada and his wife have two girls and two boys, and he's an active member of his church and community. In his free time, he loves to play sports, surf, and do woodworking projects. But what really impresses both Neil and me is the incredible company culture he's built in his dentistry practice at Hada Family Dental. His Google and Yelp reviews accurately reflect just how many raving fans he has here in South Orange County, but you can also really feel that whenever you walk into his practice. Everything is beautifully decorated, his office staff is extremely efficient and friendly, and he's somehow made even people who hate going to the dentist love visiting his office. So today, Rich teaches us all about how he created such a tight-knit culture in his office and what he's done to create a radically unified team at Hada Family Dental and the exact practices you can apply to whatever work or leadership opportunities that you personally have too. Rich, we're so excited to have you here today. Thank you so much for being our guest. Yeah, fired up to be here. Thank you, you two. He is, Rich is responsible for both of our pearly whites, perfect smiles. Yes. I'm looking at myself on the Zoom right now. Yes. Looking at my teeth. Just smiling at yourself. (laughs) I love it. I love it. (laughs) So first we need to just talk to you about why this was a career path for you. Why were you interested in dentistry in the first place? Awesome. That's a really um, interesting question. So when I was young, I, like most kids, just a rambunctious kid. And I started breaking all of my front teeth. I think the first time I really chipped a permanent tooth was third grade, trying to tackle a friend. And then it was like every six months, like all my front teeth just got shorter and shorter and shorter. (laughs) And so by the time I was, um, let's see, I got braces when I was a sophomore and I grew up here in Southern Orange County and the orthodontist just said, Hey, there's too much teeth missing and your teeth are actually really small. We need to do some sort of veneer or something to replace the missing tooth structure right before my senior year. I met with my dentist at the time, who's a great colleague of mine and a good friend to this day. He practices down the street for me, but I went into his office and I got veneers and it completely changed my life. I've always, I think people have, they've always said like, oh, you're smiley, you're happy, but like never in my life had somebody said like, wow, you have a beautiful smile. And right after I got my veneers, I got that all the time. For a 17-year-old kid, that was huge, right? Yeah. For people to tell me that I have a beautiful smile, like that was such a boost in my confidence. So I told that to my dentist. And yeah, I was 18 at the time when like I was going through senior year. And then I went in to see him and I'm like, hey, I'm really thinking about dentistry. This was such a transformative process for me. And he said, hey, clear your schedule this Friday. And he and his wife took me out to a three-hour steak dinner. And they convinced me then and there to be a dentist. And it's like, 
from 18 on, I was like, all right, I'm doing this. I, I, I can remember coming home and telling my parents, I'm going to be a dentist. And they were like, what? No way. Because everybody in my family does business. They're all accountants and everything. So oh, wow. At 18, I decided and here I am years later. That's so funny. For some reason, I thought that Hada Family Dental was like a family thing. Like maybe you took over your dad's practice or something, but that's not the case. It's not. It's actually not. So they've been here in the area since 73, 74. And I've got siblings and stuff. So people knew my siblings. I'm the youngest of four. And I just, I've always liked the term of family. I've liked the term of community and family and like being together and just what that stands for. That's why I liked that name, Hada Family Dental. Yeah. What a cool story. I had no idea. And what a cool thing also for your mentor to have had such an impact on you. That's amazing. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And he's still a great friend, somebody I look up to, somebody that we do lunch together. And I've learned a ton from him. So he's a great dentist. I love that. So I also have to ask you, how are you so happy as a dentist? Because I feel like, and this is probably completely a just stereotype that is totally wrong, but I feel like you hear all the time that like dentists are most depressed or dentists are most at risk for suicide or whatever. And you're always so happy. So why are, why do you love being a dentist and why, I don't know, it seems like you get a lot of fulfillment out of what you do. Gosh, that's a good question. hundred percent. I love being a dentist. I don't think I realized how much I loved being a dentist when I decided to be a dentist. Even in dental school, I didn't realize how fulfilling it would be. And I think I always love a good challenge. I'm a really mm-hmm. competitive person at heart. Yeah. <laughs> and at as soon as I started in dentistry, I realized nobody wanted to come in. Nobody wants me to be there. It's it's painful. It's uncomfortable, the smells, the feelings. Typically, people don't associate the dentist as a place they want to be, right? And then at the end, there's always a bill associated with it. So you're paying for somewhere you don't want to be. Yeah. Yes, right. (laughs) (laughs) And it's typically not a cheap bill. Oftentimes, it's an expensive bill. Yeah. It, It was something where I constantly got like, oh my gosh, doc, nothing against you, but I hate coming here. I almost took it as a It really, at at the beginning, for sure, I was like, I'd go home and tell my wife and I'm like, oh my gosh, everybody hates going to the dentist. And I kind of took it as a challenge to like, all right, hey, how can we rewrite the script or how can we do something different in a way to create a place where people want to be, to create a community, to create a culture and an environment that people are excited to be there. And that's kind of been my goal from day one, once I realized how many people hate coming to the dentist. Yeah. Well, you've done (laughs) such a good job. I feel like everybody that I know that comes to you actually enjoys going to the dentist, which is a weird thing to say because Uh, it's usually, that's usually not the case. So let's transition into that and talk about how you have created such a cool environment. And I feel like the people that work for you are all really bought into your philosophy of how, like what you want to build there and how you want that to feel and to be. And I feel like every touch point that you have within your practice, it all feels consistent. And so how have you created something like that? Thank you. I feel like we started to kind of fire on all cylinders when I became clear of 
kind of my mission statement, my vision, what the values are. And like, not only became clear with that, but had written it down. And once Mm -hmm. we had that written down, it's such a powerful experience. It's hard, right? To try to distill down into a couple words, like what's your mission statement? My wife and I are going through that for our family right now. And like, what's our motto? What's our family motto? What's our family slogan? What are our family scriptures? So we've created around a term called HEART and H-E-A-R-T and each one has a little acronym for what that stands for. But anyway, it's it took a while to get there. But once I felt I had that written down, then we were able to really fire on all cylinders. And we had more of an identity of kind of who we were here at Hada Family Dental. And I felt like not only could the patients feel it, but my team members could feel it. And it, it was funny. People will come and we're always, we're hiring and we're building our team. And there are people that just, this isn't a good fit for them. And I totally realize that. But I think because we're clear on who we are, it's a good fit for some and it's not a fit for others. So once we had those steps in place, we kind of started to build a new culture. And I'm really lucky. I have my best bud works for a company called Qualtrics and he's been with them forever. He's their CMO. And he has challenged me from day one. I was in dental school when he was at Stanford Business School and we've constantly like we talk daily through Marco. And he's constantly challenged me throughout to really once I told him what my goals were with dentistry to develop an experience for the patient that's different than the rest. Hmm. And he's constantly pushing back on that, on like how the experience, whether the experience calling in for the first time for a new patient, whether it's you've been here for 15 years and you've trusted us with your care, whether wherever that may lie, but making sure that we deliver an exceptional experience. And as our vision is, we exceed your expectation. So I think that all, I mean, it's definitely been a process that hasn't happened overnight. Another thing that's been really big for me has been investing in my team. I don't even like calling them my staff. I don't like calling them my employees. Like I truly feel we're a team. I love being with them. I appreciate their incredibly hard work day in and day out. And when I say invest in them, it's creating the opportunity for us as a team to get to know one another on a level that's not dental related whether it's doing activities together, excursions together, dental trips together. At our team meeting once a month, we have about 35 minutes where it's just we get to know each other and it's through. We can talk about that later. But little things that really help us get to know the individual. And I always felt that when you get to know the individual and you create those connections at our office, we call them hugs. So a hug is just the name that we give into any connection you create with a patient. And the more hugs you create with a patient, the more excited you are to see them, the more connected you are, the better they feel, the safer they feel, the more desire we have to treat them like family. Just kind of all those little things, I think, and having my best friend constantly challenge me has created what we have today. And we're still a work in progress. By no means are we like, a well-oiled machine, but I'm so proud of where we're at and where we're going. Was yeah. that broad enough? Gen- that was perfect. Enough, yeah, the questions. That was perfect. You can ask questions too. It doesn't have to all be me. <laughs> no, this is, I'm just enjoying listening. Just from the standpoint of 
I know Rich is rich and also as Dr. Hada, like I used to work out, we used to work out together early in the mornings when I could get myself to get up at 5 a.m. in the morning and and go and do <laughs> a workout. Again, and and I could not keep that. up with this guy. I just would try and do my best. But it's cool to hear the story behind kind of what motivated you to be. I actually didn't know that. This is really cool just hearing that firsthand. And then it it kind of puts everything together for me where I'm like, whoa, I get it. Like now I see why because I've, I've had that experience coming into your office and as a patient and everything surrounding what you do. And I think from an outsider's perspective, it's cool to see like knowing you as a friend and hanging out with you as a friend and then going into your office and knowing you as a doctor, it's the same. It's, it's so, and you do that, you do that with, you do that with everybody. Like, it's not just something I'm saying, like I watch you interact with all your patients and it's the same way. So it's just really cool to have that background and understanding and be like, yeah, that is how it is when I, when I go in there. So, but there's also a vibe I feel like to any office where you're receiving a service. So like we've been at my OB a lot. And there's, she has, she operates out of two different offices and they are night and day. One of them, they're always running behind. It's very like disorganized and the people there seem kind of disgruntled. And then at the other one, they're all really happy. Everything runs super smoothly. They're always on time. And I think, wow, there's something here that is very different that's going on between these two offices. And your office is, is definitely the latter. It's always really well organized people are happy to be there uh, that means the world to me thank there's you. something going on there that's making people happy to show up to work at a place where you're cleaning teeth and and you know <laughs> at a place where giving, people don't want to come giving people root canals or whatever you know or veneers <laughs> i mean i guess probably your yeah. the veneer patients are way more excited to come in but yeah what yeah. how have you created I guess, an environment where people are also just happy to show up to work because that's something that's really impressive to me. It's like the vibe of the office. Thank you. Yeah, culture has been one of my like main focuses. Like how do we build a culture that can be felt by everybody who walks into, into the office, whether it's the UPS guy dropping off boxes and dental supplies, whether it's a brand new patient, whether it's somebody who's been coming to us for years and years. And I think a couple of things have been really helpful for us as a team to develop a culture where first we knew that we had each other's backs. And I think that's what I wanted more than anything that as a team, we function together and we're like, Hey, we've got each other's backs through thick and thin. Because it's stressful. Behind the scenes of a dental office are stressful. It's busy. It's sometimes chaotic. There's a lot going on. There's patients. There's different providers, whether it be a hygienist, other doctors, front office, back office, just everything. And there's a lot that happens behind the scenes. And it lends to times it can get stressful. And then tempers can flare. I noticed that if the more we knew about each other, the more we connected with one another, the the closer we were and the easier it was to have each other's back. I don't profess at all to be one who thinks up of all these things. I just, I've kind of latched on to certain companies that have done things that I thought were really cool. 
and I just copy them. So I'm really good at copying really good companies. That's what all um, the great, great minds do. They just, yeah. so totally. So yeah. one of the ones that I loved was a really good friend of mine, somebody that I look up to a ton was at Stamps, that sock company yeah. there in San Clemente. And he was one of the first ones with Stamps. And we were going for a surf together. And he tells me about this new thing that they're starting. And they were trying to, they were grabbing people from all over the industry, from all over the US. And they were trying to develop a culture with all these different people coming in because they grew so fast. And they started to do something called a Pecha Kucha. Pecha Kucha started in Tokyo, Japan, and it was a means by where they wanted to forge a community to create better understanding and better unity. Mm. So these coffee shops would have what a night, like they would do Wednesday nights and it would be a Pecha Kucha. They would have like two hours and you'd have to sign up for it, but people get 20 slides and 20 seconds a slide. So it comes out to like five minutes and 40 seconds, I believe. And you can talk on whatever you want. We started to incorporate that here. And the, but the Pecha Kucha is just 20 things about Vicky, 20 things about Carol, 20 things about Julie. And if there isn't 20 things, that's fine. It could just be like your favorite things. And if there's only 10, every team meeting, somebody will get up and they'll show pictures of like favorite memory as a childhood favorite fast food restaurant, favorite boy band, or like just something. <laughs> and it's so funny that like, it just creates this incredible unity. Like Pecha Kuchas are my favorite because we'll get a new team member. And the moment they share their Pecha Kucha with everybody, it's like, everybody else is like, oh my gosh, I love that restaurant. We go there a ton or, oh my goodness, I had no idea you were into these types of novels. And they like, it just creates this immediate like unity and family and like a sense of belonging for that newer person and for all of us that it just creates this, this like team bond. And it's something that I've told so many doctors, you know, so many friends and stuff like, Oh my gosh, it's so important. We got to start doing that. That's so cool. And then you learn so much stuff about those that like you're with all day, every day. And you're like, Oh my gosh, I like them even more. They're awesome. Or I had no idea you went through this or anyway, it was just a really neat way. And so we still do it. We do it every, every team meeting. It's one of my favorite, you know, it always ends up being 20 minutes. Cause then at the end, every, there's like a five minute question and answer. Yeah. And that goes for like 10 or 15 minutes. Cause everybody has questions on, they want a little bit more clarification on certain slides and what they meant by this. And anyway, it just turns into like such a fun, a fun exercise for us to do as a team. That's been really fun. I also copied my wife. My wife does book club. I would, I typically get up really early in the morning. Our bedroom is right outside this little courtyard where her and her friends would always meet to do book club. And they stay up late just laughing, talking about the books. And she just created such a bond with those friends. And they were people from all different walks of life, right? Mm -hmm. But she like loves her book club friendship. And I just thought to myself, like, this is awesome. It takes all different people, ages, wherever, wherever they came from, walks of life, and like they're in one group together. We started doing that. We've maybe read 10 books now. We're just finishing up Atomic Habits. Oh, cool. Which we love. That's been so good as a team to read. But it's gotten to a point where like everybody has to 
kind of do a book club where they do, or excuse me, uh, like a chapter review. So each team meeting, we do three or four chapter reviews and it could be a minute long. It could be five minutes long. It's just what that chapter means to you mm. and how it can help us at how to family dental treat our patients better. Yeah. That's like our focus. But it's been so powerful because it turns from like what we learned to how to family dental, then it immediately transforms into I'm going through this with my husband or my spouse, and this is what it taught me, and this is what I'm doing differently. And just like really powerful, personal things. And it's like everybody immediately is like bonded further with that person. Yeah. There's certain things like that that I think just it's created, they all have had their place in creating the culture that we have today. Mm-hmm. And they're all so powerful, I feel. I couldn't say like one thing, but there's a bunch of little things that just have created what I feel is a culture that I like. I love coming to work. I know it sounds so weird. My wife's like, she's like, Oh my gosh, like demification. You like can't wait to go back to work. But I literally am fired up to come and see everybody and see patients and see the team. And anyway, I love it. That's so awesome. And we totally stole that from you. We started doing a book club at our team meetings. We just barely did our first last, well, in August this last month. And I kind of was like, are, are they really going to read a book? Like, if, <laughs> I yeah, mean, yeah. not that I think they're <laughs> incapable of reading, but I just was like, are they going to want to do something it. even more outside of work that's like an extra requirement? And ev- not only did everyone do it, but they all came so excited to talk about what we had read. Awesome. And it was, yeah, it was such a cool experience because instead of me being like, hey guys, I just read this thing and we need to try to implement it. It was like, everybody was on the same page, literally on the same page. And it was so cool to get everyone's feedback too, because some of the things that they interpreted were different than the way that I read it or wanted to implement things. And so that was super powerful for us. So I'm, we totally stole that from you. So I'm so glad Uh, that you shared that. Yes. I saw something on Instagram. You guys have been doing a great job on your Instagram content. We're something trying. about like a Taco Tuesday. Talk to, tell yes. me about that. What is that? All right. <laughs> so developing your business, and I think I stated this earlier, it's so important to be able to have a written mission plan, or excuse me, mission, vision, your values. And we created, I, I always like small mission statement, small, small meaning, just not many words so we can remember them. And it's something like you'll always hear me say, even with our kids, I don't get really long winded things. It's always short little phrases that we always try to remember. I wanted to create a, a value like our values. And so we only did five. And this was after my buddy at Qualtrics challenged me to do this as well. And we created called tacos, T-A-C-O-S. And it just kind of fit perfectly because anytime we would have like a crazy day at the office or like so many people came in with toothaches and we're rallying and saying, all right, let's stay in from lunch. Let's do this. Let's stagger lunches, try to do everything we can to serve the patient. And people have to miss lunch. Like, all right, I'll order in lunch and everybody can take like half an hour, 45 minutes, just at different times during the day. And we would always get tacos it just fit perfect that we like, we were always, I felt like eating tacos at the office. Yeah. Wait, it's I, just a side I note. Where tacos. are the tacos coming from? That's a really important detail. Okay. 
Okay, so I grew up here in California, in California, in uh, Mission Viejo, and there's an old school joint. There's a handful of them called Las Colindrinas. Oh, Las yes. Colindrinas, super yummy. They have these little mini tacos. Yeah, they're like half the size of a regular taco, and then they have these little mini bean and cheese burritos. They're so good. I get fifty of each, and they're dynamite. I mean, they're dynamite. They're so good. And enough that like the team could take some home to their family and stuff like that. Cause yeah. I never want somebody, somebody to go hungry if I'm paying for lunch, but it was, we get that now all the time. I love it. Just kind of fit that it was tacos. Yeah. We say that a lot just because that helps us remember like what our values are, what we stand for. It's so T stands for team and that's we're one unit. We win together, we lose together, we have each other's backs. And so I grew up playing a lot of sports. I, I love team sports. I didn't play a lot of individual sports. I always chose team sports. And um, I just love, I love having a team. I love being a part of a team um, where you rely on one another, you've got each other's backs. And so that's what TACO stands for. The T is for team. Um, a stands for attitude. And we describe that as this is our company, this is our brand, this is our family, we're all in. Um, and I think an attitude, one of the goals that we have here is everybody's life is so stressful. And I get that life is hard. There's so much going on at home at times. And we, we want to be aware of that. But at the same time, we want to make sure that we can walk through the door and say, all right, hey, for the next eight hours, five hours, 10 hours, however long we're here, we are, we're going to be all in to everybody and every patient that comes before us. That's the attitude that we wanted to have as a team. C is customer obsessed. And I stole this one from Qualtrics from my good friend. I love this, but it's, if a customer is, is upset, we fail. We learn, we fix it. And in dentistry, that's, it's so common to have an upset patient. I mean, what we're doing, it causes inflammation on the gums. It causes inflammation on the teeth. We want to go above and beyond to fix any mistake or any anything that could could be seen as a fail or it could be seen that we could do something better. Anyway, it's a tall order. And I know it's something that at the beginning, the team was like, whoa, this is intense. But it's helped us strive for like another level of care towards our patients, which I've loved probably created a lot of loyalty too. It has. It has because the moment the patients feel that and they know like we're all going above and beyond to try to like correct something, some billing thing that the insurance had wrong, but like we've got three people on it or somebody had it over the weekend, broke a tooth and we're coming in on the weekend and the whole team shows up for it to help out or just something like that. Try to do everything we can. O is optimize and it's we're efficient. We're on time. We make the most of each situation. We're scrappy. And that's a term that I love just being scrappy. Again, it's from my good friend. Scrappy in the sense that like, hey, if we fall down, we immediately get back up. We always talk with our kids about being scrappy, about being just like, hey, life doesn't always just toss you easy, slow pitch balls. Like it's it's tough, right? Mm -hmm. And like, we're going to fail. It's going to be difficult. But like, we're scrappy no matter how hard it is. We get back up, we do our best. And that's why I love Optimize. And then S is selfless. It's not about me. It's not about you. It's about everyone else. Mm. So that's just the notion of trying to not look 
inward, trying just to say, hey, you know what? I'm going to be selfless with my time, not selfish, and trying to always fill other people's needs before our own. And it's amazing in a team when you do that and you're always looking out for everyone. It just creates this like harmony and this feeling of like, hey, we got this even when times are tough. I love that. What a cool thing. We need to come up with a cool acronym like that too. We've done some, <laughs> we've done some mastermind kind of things with figuring out our vision, but it's awesome that you have something that is an acronym that everyone can easily refer to and remember and focus in on. So that's, that's really cool. Thank you. We even made t-shirts that say tacos, how to family dental. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I love all it. All the time. So <laughs> I got to show you from the back. Can you guys see Oh, that? it's a cool logo too. Yeah. I love so, that. how cool that is. And then it says up by, up by the taco, it says serve daily. So oh, that's the goal. We're trying to serve these amazing. values daily. <laughs> I do love the swag, the auto family. Whenever I go in there, I'm like, you guys got the coolest swag. Also, ever. who, who, first of all, who wants to rep their dental office on swag? But, and I would think like, oh, no, like that's cute, but nobody's going to buy into that. I, like all the I time see I everywhere. see, I see it everywhere too. I'm like, what are you guys like sponsoring people to wear your stuff? Cause, but I know you're not, they just, they're just obsessed with their dentist. And uh, I see people all the time wearing hot, a family dental hats and having water bottles and t-shirts. And it's pretty impressive that you've created just like this obsessed cult culture of people who just love to feel like they're part of what you guys do. It's very, uh, especially that, that, for a dentist office, it's very impressive. It's hard to pull off. Right yeah. Guys, but Thank you well. so much. One of yeah. our, one of our underlying goals is to try to create raving fans and it's tough, right? It's really hard, but it's, it's been so funny that all like the gear and the merchandise, I created these, we were on a kick as an office to drink water. Because we were right next to a Starbucks. Everybody's drinking Starbucks. So we're on this kick to be like, hey, we got to get more water in. So I created these water bottles that just said Hotta Family Dental. This was like years ago, seven or eight years ago. Anytime somebody comes in and they've referred a friend, I used to give them two movie tickets and just write a little thank you to say it means a world that you would refer your friends, your colleagues. Thank you so much. Enjoy a movie on us. Oh, that's cool. And it was so funny. I... I gave it to this gal who came in because she was there the day that like I was writing it and she gave it back to me and she's like, Hey, I don't want these. Can I have a water bottle? And I was like, <laughs> get out of town. You don't want a water bottle that has my name on it. This is not a family dental. And that's when she was like, no, I totally do. Then I would give people the option. Do you want two movie tickets or a water bottle? And in like two weeks, we we're out of the water bottles. Amazing. So then I was like, all right. I'm, I'm going to go do hats. I'm going to do keys. I'm going to do water bottles. And now we don't give movie tickets. They just get to pick like keys and hats and towels and sweatshirts. And like, anyway, it's it. been so fun. I've like, I've loved it. My daughters are fun, good, good little artists. So we've had them create. Here's like a hat that I just did. Anyway, oh, it's a fun cool. one. But that my daughter loves calligraphy. So just HFD is how to family dental, but she like, she just wrote in cursive how to family dental. And I have that on a bunch of sweatshirts and like, anyway, it's just been really fun. But my wife all the time, when I very first started, when I did my first order of hats, cause you kind of have to order a bunch of hats for it to get to a price where you're like, wow, that's expensive. And she was like, this is so, this is not smart. 
I cannot believe you're doing this. <laughs> Nobody is going to wear a hat with their dentist's name on it. And I was like, babe, they will. Just wait. And they do. But and they anyway, do. You somehow made it really funny. cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's like all the cool people wear how to family dental swag. And I'm not just talking about like our neighbors that are nice and they want to support you. I'm talking about like professional athletes that wear your stuff, like <laughs> professional surfers and skateboarders. And I, I feel like you've got a big following in that crowd too. So it's, it's not just like your neighbor that's trying to be nice. It's like big time people that rep your stuff on the regular. So that's uh, pretty cool. The funny thing about that, it's been so funny because when they're sponsored by certain brands, they actually, in a contract, cannot wear stuff from other brands within that category. Oh. But they're always like, yo, you're my dentist. I can totally rock this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it doesn't matter. You're like my dentist. This doesn't compete with Vans. This doesn't compete with like Monster. This doesn't compete with all these other massive brands. They're like, I'm just wearing a hat that says how to family on it. That is so funny. So anyway, it's been funny. It. it like cracks me up. But, but we've got gosh, just amazing patients that have been so kind and always spreading the word and so grateful for that. Well, they're doing it because they just, you have created raving fans. You've done such a good job at that. So last thing I want to talk about is we've, we've got this really cool giveaway that is coming up that we're going to do with you and we're going to do it on veneers. So I want you to just talk about like why you specifically love veneers and how what you do is so different from other people because I'll tell you like my number one concern. So just to give anyone background who has, who's listening to this, who wasn't like following my stories closely a few years ago, it was like what two or three years ago, we started going to rich as our dentist, like four ish years ago, four and a half years ago. And I had one of my teeth, like I knocked out on in my grandma's swimming pool when I was a kid. And so every few years, my dentist would have to like drill it out, refill it. And so one of the times I came to you, you did it. You like drilled it out, refilled it. And then you called Neil that night and you were like, hey, we should talk about, you know, this is like not a great long-term solution for Corinne and here's why. And you totally sold us on why I needed to do veneers for like a better long-term dental health. And, but my biggest concern was, is, am I just going to look totally different where people are going to be like, what happened to your... Because sometimes when people get veneers, it's like, whoa, they, like you suddenly have these perfect, super yeah. bright, white, very rounded, perfect teeth that all look the same. And there's something that you do that makes it so that Neil's teeth still look like his teeth and my teeth still look like mine. And so just talk to me a little bit, I guess, about the two things, like why you love doing that. Because I know you've told me before, it's like the most fulfilling thing that you do. And then also, what what are you doing that makes it so different? Well, first, thank you. I'm so, so happy that you and Neil are thrilled with yours. Those were really fun cases. And I love looking and seeing you guys smile, and always seeing those teeth. But yes, veneers are, I mean, just, just like I told you at the beginning of this, it's, they were life-changing for me. Like it totally changed my outlook on it, building confidence, knowing that I could just smile and never hold back. And that's like, that's powerful. That's powerful for somebody, especially a 17 year old kid getting into dentistry. I knew it was something that I always wanted to get into because people before COVID, we 
I'd go in and say hi to patients and oftentimes wouldn't have a mask. But it was, they would always be like, who did your teeth? Are those real? Well, of course you're a dentist. You have perfect teeth. And I was like, no, these, these are my teeth. I had, I did not have good teeth. I busted all of them as a kid. And, and they're the same veneers now, right? That, that you had when you were 17 or whatever? No. Oh, they're not. So they're oh, okay. not. So I had those veneers for like, let's see, when I was 17. And then my very last year of college, I had played BYU football and they had us lift a ton. And I think I just fractured a bunch of them, the doctor said, because after the season was over, I was in the dental school and I'm eating pasta and like three of them ended up fracturing. And like, so if you're doing really, really heavy lifting, that's something that I have learned. You have to have some sort of a mouth guard, right? When you're clenching down and using a lot of force to get that weight up, you have to have something to protect your teeth if you do have veneers. And even if you don't have veneers, it's really good to have. So, sorry, little little bit of a tangent. But then I got these right before dental school. I got these 17 years ago. Yeah, 17 years ago. They're going strong. They're going great. It's so rewarding because oftentimes people that want veneers, one, they're unhappy with their smile. Mm -hmm. They hold back in pictures. It's always been something that maybe... I don't want to say ashamed of, but something that they haven't talked to a lot of people about. But when you get one-on-one with them, they'll tell you and they'll say, okay, I, it's really hard for me to smile. Or if I do smile big, I'll always cover my mouth. And that's so common mm. to be able to provide a service that then can change that for people. Oh my goodness. It is so rewarding, like yeah. so rewarding. And it's so much, so much fun to do. Not all veneers are, are the same. And I say that meaning like your veneers, Corinne, wouldn't look good on me, nor would they look good on Neil. Yeah. There's certain parameters that we work with, anatomical structures within the face, the length, the height, the contour, like actually how the teeth come out of the gums. It's all based on your natural morphology, so what you were born with, and then how can we make that just better, just little tweaks. And I'm lucky I work with a fantastic lab. He's in San Juan. He's right here but we've worked for years together and he understands my vision i understand his vision his abilities and we work really well together and it's so much fun to develop that there is like a little bit of artistry when it comes to veneers i think there's lots of dentists that do veneers and lots of dentists that do veneers incredibly well and everybody's just a little bit different how you've been trained what your eye looks at the biggest thing for me and i will do i realize they are not cheap and so i will do whatever the patient actually wants. That being said, there are parameters we need to work within for them to look natural, right? And they can still be bright. They can still be a really beautiful color, but still to look like a part of you. And I've had had a patient tell me like, hey, this is like an accessory. I want everybody to know when I open my mouth, those (laughs) just like amazing purse, those are veneers. And I'm like, oh, like I'll do it, you know, (laughs) but like, I tend to try to stay away from that just because I feel like that's kind of a little bit of a phase. And over years, they haven't loved that over the long term. Yeah, Veneers can last 20 to 30 plus years um, done right to be able to give that to a patient and kind of get to know what the patient wants, look at pictures when they were younger and come together and talk about that and to be able to create a new smile for them one that they're proud of, one that they love. Oh, it's so rewarding. And I'm really looking forward to doing 
this uh, giveaway with you guys. Like really excited. I know we've talked about it for a bit, so I'm pumped. I'm fired up for it. We're excited too. That's going to be so awesome. So I think what we'll do too is maybe a follow-up later this week because this will go live on Labor Day. So maybe a little bit later in the week, like in the middle of the giveaway, we'll do a little live where you can answer, do some Q&A and answer some questions about veneers since we're not like getting super deep into that. Sorry, maybe that's a spring on you, but I think I I had talked to somebody on your team about that. But anyway, so we'll get more into that like on Instagram later on this week. But okay, last question that I like to ask everyone is if there's one message that you want the people listening to this episode to remember, what do you want that one message to be? I would have to say it's our family motto. And we say this a lot. um, The more you give, the more you live. And so we say that to our kids all the time. I have found that the most fulfilled, the times when I'm the most fulfilled in my life, it's when I am trying to give the most to myself, whether it be at work, whether it be with my marriage, whether it be with my kids, with friendships. Those are the times that I look back and I just cherish. So it's something we always try to instill in our kids. The more you give, the more you live. That's a motto that we love that we're always talking about. So. That's what I would say more, more, more than anything. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Well, Rich, thanks so much for joining us today and doing this episode. This was so fun to, this was a conversation that actually even offline, I was dying to ask you these questions. So I'm so glad that we got to (laughs) share all of your knowledge. I was so nervous. I was so nervous. Seriously. I was like, oh my gosh, what am I going to say? Nobody's going to want to hear this. No, it was so good. Um, Where can people find you if they want to follow along with your journey and then also maybe book with you or whatever where can they find you easiest is on instagram it's dr.hada okay is my instagram our website is hadafamilydental.com okay and that's typically the easiest i mean if you yelp us if you google us please look at the reviews look at what other reviews are insane yes Uh, so many raving fans there Just all so, across the board. Yeah. Thank okay. you. But yeah, awesome. we'd love anything we can do to help those who are listening or any questions. Like honestly, so many people have questions on veneers or even dental work. If you hit me up on Instagram, on the DMs, I'm more than happy to answer or on any of the posts, any questions like that. I'll always try to get back to you within the day. That's always my goal. Please feel free. Hit me up. Any questions, anything like that. Okay. Awesome. Thanks so much, Rich. Yes. Thank you, guys. Thanks so much for listening to Mint Arrow Messages. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at Mint Arrow. Subscribe to our Apple Podcasts and rate and review us if you like us. And to get show notes, go to mintarrow.com slash podcast. And you can even sign up to get show notes emailed right to your inbox. And we'll email you every time there's a new episode.